holding all youth. All the youngest. All right, young adults. Come on. Scared of that front row, huh? Price for you, or well, not us, but Jesus. Jesus paid a high price for you. Right? You're gonna throw it across, right? Across. 
Everybody's playing, okay? So, that is so, listen now. It's gonna be 20 questions, all right? You guys got it? Jay, how many questions? 20 questions. So it's gonna be 20 questions, you guys 20 questions. It's gonna create something and we'll go from there, okay? that would work only once, what point in the future or in history would you visit?
Alright, let's do it, let's do it. Alright, next, uh, next person calls Alright, here we go. What is the hardest thing you have ever done? Not to work? What do and just basically building something. Now, if one of us wasn't here, if we were missing, this would look completely different. It wouldn't look the way it does now. So I want you guys to understand that this is how the body of Christ works. We all play a per an important part in the body of Christ. Whether we're the arm, whether we're the head, whether we're the feet that need to walk, we all work in the, if one of us was missing, one part was missing, it wouldn't function as well as it could. So thank you all for playing and thank you all for participating. You can let it go now. You're free! Awesome, <laughs> Alright, give it up for yourselves. Give it up. Right, right. Alright, if we can have a seat. She got it. Weirdo. See what I mean, Joe, is you won't see the real. Unless your mind clear, eyes are about the mirrors. Alright, you guys are playing musical chairs. Welcome to Elevate. Elevate. Snoozing. Let's do that again. Elevate. I'm talking about, man. <laughs> and that's how we do, man. We bang it. All right, Tom. So this is Elevate. This is what we do every Friday at 7 o'clock. We hang out with people like Adam and Isaiah and all the peeps here. And, uh, and John. And Lance. And Lance. And Lance. I'm about to give it up for Lance, man. That's 
my born-again brother right there, man. I'm telling you, man. Praise God, man. But we're going to move on, man. Our vision, loving God, loving people. You know, I really want to expound on I, I try to expound on loving God and loving people, especially that people part, because it really is a hard part. And this week has been really like love has been shown for me, that is, in a sacrificial way, meaning not just what Jesus did sacrificially. Obviously, that's ultimate love. But we ourselves, when we show love, sometimes it's a sacrifice. And then I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just only one. You know, you got this dude, you know what I mean? Or you got this female, she's just not, you know what I mean, doing it the way you want it to be done. You know what I mean? She's going against the grain or he's going against the grain. You don't want to love this person, but you love them anyway. Amen? That's sacrificial love, right? So, yes, we must love God and love people. That is our vision. The first part is, you know, it's easy because he first loved us, but the second part it is sacrificial, yeah. amen? Well, our strategy is to connect, mentor, and send. We want to connect you to the cross, connect you with a, uh, a leader so that they can mentor you and send you out so that we can reach our goal of 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches to plant around Chicago and 500 churches around the world. Can I get a what what for that? Amen. You know, life groups this Tuesday, 6 p.m. It will be kicking, next Tuesday, sorry. It will be kicking off at Pastor Adam's house. There's his number. How many actually text Pastor Adam? Let's keep it real, right? How many text him? How many call him? All right, let's be real. He never texts back. We have a person that says you never text back. You have all the right to get her. every right. But, you know, that's awesome, though, man. At least she's texting. She's making initiative. I'm not throwing Pastor Adam under the bus. But, you know what? Text him, man. You know, you guys got questions, concerns. Text the brother, you know what I mean? Let him know, you know, your love for him, your appreciation to him. That stuff is very encouraging, especially for a pastor, amen? Just give it up for Pastor Adam and everything that he does for elevating, man. That's awesome. All right, night, baby. We have a barbecue number two coming up Friday, June 28th at 7 p.m. How many like barbecues, man? How many like the last barbecue? Come on, man. The last barbecue s'more worship? Yeah, that, that, was, that was awesome, awesome, man. That was off the chain right there, bro. No, no. All right, so that's going to be coming up next Friday, right? Yes, it's Friday. Next Friday, 7 p.m., same place, same bat. All right, we got discipleship. That's basically where you connect, so that's where we mentor you. Um, you get together with a life group leader, and you just go with them one-on-one, -on -one, walk through the steps, seven steps, um, and just... Get filled up with the with the spirit, y'all. Connect them through discipleship. And camp. Of course, camp. How many can talk about camp? How many is able to go, I should say? One. Yeah. I think uh one no, person's going. Well, Tito going? and Anaya are going. Adam, you still going? Yeah. Alec, you guys still going? You guys don't know. We're gonna lay hands on you guys. Man. That's right, man. We're gonna believe right. the Lord. It's in June 15th. We got a right. whole month. So. We got a month, June 15th, for camp. Right? You know, we're going to pray real fast, right? I just do this real fast. Right? You guys bow your heads, close your eyes. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we lift up this camp to you, Lord God. Lord, I know we go through this, Lord God, on Fridays, Lord God Almighty. Yes, we are excited about it, Lord. But it's one thing to be excited, Lord God, and it's one thing to actually be able to go, Lord God. Father, we know that money does not grow on trees, Lord God. And Lord Almighty, does not rain, Lord God, from physically, I should say, 
from the clouds, Lord God, or from heaven, Lord. We're praying, God, that you would open up doors, Lord God, Lord God, and put it on people's heart that are able, Lord God, and, and financially stable that we able to bless, Lord God, this ministry so people can get to know you, Lord God, on a whole nother level, Lord. We're not doing this for our glory. We're not doing this for us, Lord God. We want to get to know you, Lord God, and we want the youth to get to know you personally, Lord. Have your way, Lord God, with this event. Lord God, be glorified. Make way of men and go. Alright, ties and offering. Alright, child, so it's 10% of the total income. If you get allowance or you get a gift or anything like that, you know, it's, it's a biblical thing. It's not something that we're just trying to put your money and go buy ourselves a Bentley or a Cadillac because y'all haven't noticed I ride the bus. So, um, basically, it's 10% of that goes to the Lord, and then whatever you have left from your 90% can go to the as an offering. So, our numbers are what is 10% of 891 dollars? You said $89.10. You must have summer school this year, dude. Dun, dun, dun. What? You said $89 or $8? Oh, I read it wrong. You know what? I apologize. I am going to school. I'm going back in August, man. I'm sorry, guys. And we're going to lay hands on him. <laughs> yes, forgive me. All right, y'all. If y'all can make right, can a stand up to your feet, we're going to uh, read, read the scripture together. I do apologize, Alec, man. You're right, dude. My bad. Obviously, I'm not good on math. All right, you go. Okay, so on count of three, Acts 20, 35, 1, 2, 3. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Heavenly Father, we just come before your throne, my God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that it's... Um, the, uh, the tides are being offered to you, Lord God, that we will test you in this area. The word says, test me in this, and you shall see, Lord God, that we will trust you with our finances, God, and show gratitude for what you place in our pockets, Lord God, and the, the work that you give us in our hands, Lord God, that we can earn this money, that everything that is good comes from you, Lord. So we just pray for a blessing financially over each and every person that's here, over your household, God. We pray for those who, who um, are looking for work, Lord God, to find it, Lord Jesus, and we just pray, Lord, that our parents would just be blessed. Lord God, that you would open doors that only you can open and nobody can shut God and you will shut doors that um, need to be shut and nobody can open it, God. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. You ready for some worship? Worship.
First song is called Can't Imagine, or Prove My Love, rather. <laughs> Amen, y'all. Let's just open up in a word of prayer really quick. Father, we thank you for this time, and God, we just ask that your spirit would fall upon us, God, as we worship you in this time, God. We love you. We bless you. May you be glorified, God. May none of us get the credit for what we do. Father, this is your time. Come and have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, let's sing it. One, two, three, four. We'll sing it out. I can't imagine a life without your presence, or a day without your glory, or a moment without your love. You shower me with grace. I live to seek your face, and I never go one day without you. Lord, I need you. I live to praise your name. If it means jumping, if it means dancing, if it means running. If it means clapping, yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do anything to prove my love. Come on, say it again. If it means jumping, if it means dancing, if it means running, if it means clapping, yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do Come back to this house. You can't imagine. I can't imagine a life without you. Come on, let me hear you. Or a day without your glory. A whole moment without your love, you shower me with grace. I live to see your face, and never go one day without you. Lord, I need you. I live to praise your name. If it means jumping, if it means dancing, if it means running, if it means clapping, yes, I'll do. Yes, I'll do. If it means jumping, if it means clapping, if I'm sorry, if it means clapping, yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do anything to prove my love. Yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do anything to prove my love. Yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. Yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. Come on, as the drums keep sound going, I just want to encourage y'all. 
I'm a huge Blackhawks fan, okay? I don't know if it's because they come into my store, you know, shake their hands, say hi, all that cool stuff. But they are in the playoffs, and I know that when I watch the game, I go crazy. Like, when they scored this past, like, week, they scored and they won. I'm like, oh, literally yelling. It's like 10 o'clock at night, but I didn't care. I was just like, I'm waking up the neighbors. I'm waking up my dog. I don't care. But if we can do that for, like, a team, right, shooting like a rubber puck in a net, can we do that for the Lord today? Come on, I don't care if you may look silly in your own eyes. Your friend thinks you look weird. But when we get to this part again right here, if it means jumping, if it means dancing, if it means running, if it means clapping, I want to see you guys do that. All right, if it means jumping, come on and jump. And not one of these kind of jumps, you're like, just doing like toe raises, heel raises. I'm talking about jump, touch the ceiling. If it means dancing, I want to see you guys moving and grooving. Come on, if it means clapping, I want to see you guys clap obnoxiously loud. All right? And then when we get to this part, I'll do anything to prove my love. You just guys can jump around in a crazy, like, circle right here. Just make sure you don't hit each other, but just jump around, bunch off each other, amen? So we're going to start this from the top. Y'all ready? No, I don't believe you. Y'all ready? Well, see, can't imagine. I can't imagine life without your presence. Or a day without your glory. A whole moment without your love. Yes, you shower me with grace. Yes, I live to seek your face. And never go one day without you. Lord, I need you. I live to praise your name. If it means, won't jump. If it means dancing. If it means running, if it means clapping, yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do anything to prove my love. If it means jumping, if it means won't dance, if it means running, if it means clapping, yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do anything to prove. Come on and jump. Yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. Yes, I'll do anything to prove my love. Whatever you want, I'll do. Whatever you need, I'll do anything to prove my love. So I'll do anything to prove my love. Whatever you want, I'll do. Come on, shout it out. Whatever you need, I'll do anything to prove my love. So I'll do anything to prove my love. So we'll soon again. Whatever you want, I'll do. Whatever you need, I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do anything to prove my love. One more time, sing it. Whatever you want, I'll do. Whatever you need, I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do anything to prove my love. I'll do anything. Yes, I'll do, I'll do anything to prove my love. Yes, I'll do. Here we go, we're ready to jump. Yes, I'll do. Yes, I'll do anything to prove. Oh, oh. Come on, give me half that bread.
Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place. On this next song, we know it so well. We sing it a lot in church, but guys, as we sing this song, come on, can we sing it to the Lord from our hearts and not just make it words on a screen? For many of us, we know this song, One Thing Remains, and come on, guys, I just want to encourage you, just close your eyes, and let's just get to a place where it's just you and God. Man, forget your surroundings, forget the weather, forget what you got going on after this. Right now, God, we just take this time to just give it up right now, God. God, just what we think, who we think we are. God, we're nobody and compared to who you are. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God, there is no one like you. And God, we give you this time of praise and worship. God, because you're deserving of it. When we think of Jesus, we think of how good you are to us. We don't deserve anything in our life. But you, you say in your word that anything good it comes from you. And so, God, we take this time to praise you and we thank you, God, for all that you are. Who you are in our lives, we thank you. Yes, we praise you, Lord. Sing higher. Come sing stronger. Higher than Never run. 
come on and sing, cause on and on, because on and on and on and on it goes, yes it overwhelms and satisfies my soul, and I never ever have to be afraid, it's one Yes, one thing remains your love. love never fails and never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up, it never runs out on me. Oh, singing death and life. Oh, in death, in life, I'm confident and covered by the power of your great love. My debt is paid. There's nothing that can separate my heart from your great love. Your love never fails and never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love. Oh, come on, because on and on, every voice. Oh, because and on and on, yes, it overwhelms. Yes, it overwhelms my soul, and I never, and I never ever have to be afraid. It's one thing, one thing remains your love. Your love never fails, it never gives, it never runs out. We sit down, your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love, your love, Lord, it never runs out on me. Come on, just a voice to sing out your love. your failing love God that watches over us every single day we praise you God come on with your words come on we praise you God we thank you God that even though things are not in control in our life God you're always in control we bless you God this night come on elevate come on lift your voice and give them worship right now give them your heart we give you our hearts Lord we praise you Lord come on right now would you just begin to thank God 
for three things right now in your life. Three things that you're thankful for. Come on, it can be salvation. You're thankful for the cross. Come on, you may be thankful for your family. Come on, you're thankful for your health. Come on, you're thankful that school is over and you don't have to repeat a class. Come on. Come on, can you thank God for something here today? Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just a couple more seconds. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Bless you, Lord. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. I am yours. I am forever yours. Mountains high or valley low, I sing out and mind my soul. I am yours. I am forever yours. Come see me and love came. Love came down, love came down and set me free, and I am yours, yes I am forever yours. Mountains high, mountains high, oh valley low, If my heart is overwhelmed and I cannot hear your voice, I'll hold on to what is true, though I cannot see. If the storms of life they come and the road ahead gets steep, I will lift these hands in faith. I will believe. Come on, remind me. I remind myself of all that you've done And the life I have because of your son Love came down and rescued me Love came down and set me free And I am yours I am forever yours Oh, mountains high, mountains high, oh, valley low. I sing out my my soul. I am yours. I am forever yours. When my heart is filled with hope, and every promise comes my way. And when I feel your hands of grace rest upon me, staying desperate for you, God, and staying humble at your feet. Come on, sing. And I will lift these hands by praise. I will remind. I remind. I will remind myself of all that you've done. 
of an attitude of prayer. I just feel led to share this on my heart. You know, I, this is the picture. I probably said this example before, but God just kept on speaking this in my heart. This is the picture that I'm getting. And so many times in life, uh, we're going through things and we feel like we're the only ones going through it. And this is the illustration. There are two young boys and they have a younger sister. And the older boys are always picking with the younger sister and they're always fighting against her and they're always chasing her. And they're always playing it, and she's always the one having to chase. And every time she's it, the boys come after her. And it always seemed like it's not fair. And she's always being attacked by her brothers. And whenever they play games, it's always them against her. And, and the young lady and the young girl, whenever she goes and gets her father, whenever the boys see the dad coming with the little girl, they run. And the little girl's always excited because dad's there. And he's, he's always there, and he's on her side. And he always, she always feels like she's winning. And... This is the picture and then what I'm getting right now. Man, we're going to sing this again, I Am Yours, and we're going to sing it to everything that comes against us, you know, whether it can be things in the physical or things in the spiritual. And, man, we're spiritual beings, y'all. Don't forget that. It's not just around the physical or just like I don't got a job, I don't got money or family problems. There's a spiritual warfare. There are spiritual things happening that you cannot see. 
The Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world, against the principalities. Come on. Against the powerful forces of evil. And so when we realize, man, we're going to sing this back out. But I want us to sing you having a little chip on our shoulder. Man, this past week, people have gone through things, and sometimes we're just, like, helpless. Like, I got nothing to do. Like, there's nothing I can do. Like, I just got to go through it, you know? But we're going to sing this back to everything that tries to make its way against us. And we're going to remind that every demon, everything that comes against us, everything spoken out against you, all right? So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a child of God. Do you know who my dad is? Hello? Do you want me to get my dad in this? It's about to go down. You see, there's no fight. There's no, in the spiritual world, it's not like, you know, Jesus is coming playing an arm wrestle and he's like struggling. He's holding it like, I'm going it for you. No, no, no. Like it's been defeated. When Jesus said it is finished, everything that comes against you, any work of the devil, any power of sin in your life has been broken off. And there's no more fighting. There's no more like I got to work to get it. Maybe if I'm good or maybe if I try extra hard, it's finished. Amen. So every person has a child of God in this place. Let's sing that out. And we're going to sing it to the devil. Even if it's a soft song, it's not like a spiritual warfare. Like, ah. We're going to sing it with that heart and that attitude of peace. Amen? But you're singing it like, no, I'm yours. It's done. I am yours all my days. Forever I am yours. You're speaking it to every demon, every principality that's coming up against you in your life. Amen? Come on, let's sing this back out here tonight. Father, we thank you, God, that you're our dad. And we've got the best dad in the whole world. We don't have to worry. We don't have to doubt. We don't have to struggle in our minds to try to grasp that. Jesus, when you came and died on the cross, it was finished. You said it, and that settles it. So, God, we allow you to have your way. Let your power come, God. And, God, I pray over every youth here tonight going through something in their life, God, whether big or small. Father, whether something that's happening now or something that's happened, God, or something that we'll go through in their life, Father, I pray. In Jesus' name, Father, that your power would come and transform their lives. Come on, every youth, every person. Come on, we're going to sing this out. And I want you to sing it out knowing that your Father in heaven, He loves you. He looks down and He smiles all over you. So on every voice, just sing it out. Sing, I am yours. Because I am yours. Come on, lift your voice. Sing it out, yes I am yours, yes I am yours, for all my days, Jesus I am yours, yes I am yours, yes I am yours, for all my days, Jesus I am yours, for sing love came down. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. Yes, I am yours. I am forever yours. Mountains high, mountains high, your valley low. I sing out in my, my soul that I am yours. I am forever yours. Yes, I am yours. 
Come on, our triple dog. There's somebody in this place to shout it out, knowing that God is their God, and they have nothing to fear, even in this time. Come on, I dare you to shout it out the top of your lungs. If you're not afraid, come on, if you believe it, that your Father in heaven has your back. that sets itself against us we yours we yours oh god we yours oh god we surrender everything to you god continue to have your way in this service come on we surrender everything god everything to you our families our futures our ambitions our jobs you can have it all god god continue what you're doing right now in the service god let your presence god be so sweet to everyone here let it refresh those who haven't been refreshed father why don't you talk to hearts father Men broken hearts in this place, Jesus. Father, heal every troubled heart, God. Every busy mind, Father God, would you bring them peace? Everyone in this place, God, let no one, Father, hide from you. Do a great work starting right now, Jesus. We love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You guys can do me the kind for begin to make your way back to your seats. There's no any creating could separate me from your love. Death, no life, no angels, no powers. Present things are things in the future. Eyes, no death, no any creating could separate me from your love. Death, no life, no angels, no powers. Present things or things in the future. I know death, no any created thing could separate me from your love. one two amen i'm probably gonna need this mic more than ever because my voice is leaving me i'm not sure where it's going it could have been uh the game wednesday or something like that if i can have lawrence do me a favor help me out and and go and tweak the lights back there so that these are the most strongest and if you guys can do me the kind favor i like preaching like close like i'm we're family so if i can have some everybody who's in the last row come up within these first two rows um 
because it's going to help me out. My voice is kind of hoarse. I'm not going to be yelling into the mic, and, and I just want to share my heart, probably something off the mic, but we can keep on recording for recording sake. There it is. Amen.
Many, many men. I was uh, reading from my Bible, um, not my iPad, but my Bible. And I'm like, man, you know, it's so cool. I forgot how cool it was to have like a Bible and to flip through in the pages and all that stuff. And I want to encourage you guys to bring out your Bibles, okay? Like the real thing, you know what I mean? Like go ahead and bring it out. If you guys don't have them, we have some in the back you can buy for five bucks. I mean, if you don't have that, you don't have the money, you can look it up online. Um, but I want to encourage you guys, you can open up your Bibles, um, rather, to Philippians. Um, we're going to read from the book of Philippians. We may have it on the screen, we may not. Amen. Philippians. So good. And I want to talk to you today because school is coming to a close, right? And... Um, <laughs> How many of you guys are thankful that school is over? Let's be honest, okay? Y'all are thankful that school is coming to a close and summer is chia. Today's actually the summer solstice, which is like the first day of summer, uh, technically. But I want to talk to you guys because summer comes around, and as a youth pastor in youth group, what begins to happen when the summertime comes around, if I've been tracking the last three years that I've been a youth pastor of this ministry, I know that a lot of the times, I'm just be very honest, a lot of the times people become so busy in the summertime to think like, man, they're busy during the school year, but when summer comes around, they get even busier. It, it blows my mind, but you would think like with no school, there should be more time. But here's what happens. When summer comes around, people get so preoccupied with things to do. And things are not bad. Barbecues, hey. I love a good barbecue. Y'all ever planning on barbecuing? Y'all remember the number we put up for life groups? Go ahead and pre feel free to text me. I'll be over there in a heartbeat. I will eat your arachara. I will eat your chicken. If you invite me, please text me. But here's the thing. Everybody gets so busy, whether you're in the sports, right? Whether you have family functions, whether you have this, whether you have that, whether road trips, family vacations. Everyone becomes so busy that they forget to make time for the Lord. That they kind of see that summertime comes around. I've been slaving in school. So I'm going to reward myself for the next two months. I'm going to do everything that I wanted to do that I couldn't do while I was in school. Because I had homework. I had curfews. I had deadlines. I had assignments. I had projects. So I'm going to take the summer to go all out. Somebody say YOLO. No, no. So everybody is becoming so busy in the summertime. And in the youth group, I've noticed that a lot of the, the students kind of leave. And I catch up with them. I'm like, man, how are things going? Oh, man, I'm just so busy with this. I got this. I got this. I got this. I'm like, man, dude, why, why are you so busy in summertime? Like, oh, dude, it's just my summers. That's how I do it. And if I notice the trend, those people that become the most busiest in the summertime, their relationship with the Lord tends to suffer. I'm not saying that of every person, but I'm saying that for the people who are not careful, they become so busy in the things that their relationship with God coming to church, being faithful, Fridays, Sunday mornings, it becomes a thing like, oh, that's now, that becomes the burden. That becomes the thing like, man, you know what? I, I just got no time for that. I got no time to meet with people in the church. I got no time for services. I got no time for life groups. And so people do their things, and, and your relationship, your fire, your drive with God just begins to dwindle. It begins to go down. 
And then people, when that begins to happen, man, temptation is knocking at your door. Every day, everyone faces temptation. And don't say you never face temptation because if you say that you're too spiritual for your own good, everyone faces temptation. Everyone. Think about it. Today you were tempted with something. Yesterday you were tempted with something. Man, and the devil knows exactly what to tempt you, what to put in your face, what to kind of like tease you with. Hello. So that you can become more preoccupied so you can get your eyes off of Jesus and what he's doing and just fall off. The Bible says that we have an enemy who loves to kill, steal, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. I had it out of order. But I want to read to you today from Philippians. Um, If you guys are there. We're going to start in verse 1 of chapter 1. And, and this is Paul. He's talking to Paul wrote three-fourths of the uh, New Testament. And this guy, I mean, he's a smart guy. I mean, he is the equivalent of two doctorate's degrees. Think about it like this. The man was a genius, all right? And God used him to write three-fourths of the New Testament. Okay, most of the New Testament that we have, this man wrote, genius God used him. And he went, he went on mission trips. He's seen uh, blind eyes open. He's seen the powers, the miracles of God. And he's writing to a people because now he's locked up. Somebody say locked up. They locked him up and they got Paul because he was preaching the gospel. And the religious people of that time, they weren't into this Jesus. They didn't like Jesus and they didn't like the message of Paul because Paul's message when he was preaching, people were following Paul. People were following and listening to the message that he had to preach because Jesus Christ was changing people's lives. And these people didn't like Jesus, so they had Paul locked up. And Paul writes this letter, the way to communicate. They didn't have Instagram back then, y'all. Okay, imagine if Paul had Instagram back then, like what would he have done if he was locked up, would have taken pictures of his chains and be like locked up, hashtag, like God is good. (laughs) You know what I mean? They probably would have done that. But Paul wasn't having that. So he has to do it the old fashioned way. I mean, he's taking a paper and a pen and he's writing. And so he writes this to Philippians. All right. The Philippians were a people. All right. Who lived in Philippi. Somebody say Philippi. Okay, Philippians is actually named after the people who lived there. Like, for example, if you lived in Chicago, you are a Chicagoan. If you are from Miami, you are a, it just sounds weird, so we're not going to say that anyways. <laughs> so you know what I mean? So this is the people of Philippi, the Philippians. And you got to know about this church. In that place, it was mostly, it was predominantly uh, a Roman kind of a uh, city. Where its influences in the culture, I mean, there was like important battles that happened there in 49 BC where everybody knew that, man, that was an important place for Rome. And so he's talking to these people, and that's kind of like the opposition that he's facing. But you got to know that when there's a lot of opposition, God's word goes strong. Hello, somebody. So here are the people in the Philippians, and Paul is writing to them. He says this, verse 1, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all of God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. He's basically saying, hello, what's good? Here we go, verse 2. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. I thank my God every time I remember you. He's telling him, like, listen, every time I think of you, I'm thanking God. Verse 4. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this. That he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. 
two things I'm noticing right here. Number one, verse four, Paul, a leader of the church. I'm going to speak directly to my leaders, those who aspire to be leaders, whether in the church or in the secular world. Listen, Paul is a great example of how we should be as a leader. He's saying this, in all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy. See, Paul, when he was a leader, he was overseeing the church, the apostle. He wasn't just sitting cool thinking like, hey, life is good, throwing up the Benjamins, driving the Escalades. You know, at that time, they didn't have Escalades. He's probably having the horse. You know what I mean? The white horse. He didn't have none of that. He's like, man, I'm praying for my people, leaders in the church, 201ers, pastors, elders, deacons, whoever you are. Pray for the people that God has given you. If you aspire to be that, if you're in our discipleship, one day you will be at a place where you will be a leader and someone will look to you. Or maybe you're a leader now back at school, back at your job. You may be the manager, shift manager, whatever you aspire to be. It's a good thing to pray for the people God has given you or God has put under your care. And he says, in all my prayers for all of you, always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. In verse 6, he says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out into completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I put a little note in my Bible. It said the Holy Spirit is not done. Man, he's working on you. Man, he's wanting you to grow closer and closer into the likeness of Jesus so you can become more like Jesus. God is not finished with you. Be confident of this. Many times I hear a lot of the youth they come to church, and, and they figure like maybe after a couple weeks, they're not feeling the goosebumps. They're not jumping, running back and forth like everyone else, and they feel like their experience is somehow cheapened. They're kind of like what they're going through right now in church is not the real deal because they're not jumping, because they're not going back and forth. They're not doing this and this and that. The Bible says this. When you give your life to Christ, Christ Jesus works on your heart. If you believe by faith that he is Christ, he is Lord over all, Man, you are a new person. You, are been, you have been born again. And God says this, be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you would carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So even if you're a Christian and you make some mistakes, you fall back into old habits. You fall back into things you say, I will never, ever, ever do again. Hey, be confident. God is working something in you. Don't give up. He's telling it to the people like, hey, I'm rejoicing for you. Don't give up. God is doing something good in your life. Let's keep on reading. Verse 7. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you. Since I have you in my heart, whether I am in chains or defending or confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how, long, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Verse 9. And this is is my prayer. Paul is praying all the time. Look at this guy. And this is my prayer. There it is. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Summertime is coming along, y'all. Summertime in the city of Chicago, there are so many things to do from going out to the beach, all right, from cruising downtown, I mean, from going out to Humble Park, I mean, getting the acapurias, going up to the places, getting some farcha, oh, playing some baseball, football, softball, you name it, you can find it here in the city, beautiful city, 
But at the same time, guys, as school is coming to a close and you find yourself with more time, don't become too busy. Don't become too good for God. Paul, he's writing to the people, and I kind of like see it as like God's encouragement, God's word for you. He's saying this. He's like, this is my prayer. Man, as a pastor, this is my prayer as well. That as you guys come into the summertime, that your love for God wouldn't, wouldn't dwindle. That you wouldn't say, like, man, I got no time for church. Man, I can't do this. Man, that used to be cool. That's no longer the thing for me. Jesus, he was a fad. Like, I used to get into it, but now that's no longer the thing. I'm into this, and I don't like that. And I hope you guys will never say that. And this is my prayer. That your love may abound more and more. That your love will grow and grow. But this is what he says. Check this out. In the knowledge and the depth of insight, Paul saying, hey, listen, your love is going to grow when you know more about God. You see, here's the thing. When, when you love somebody, you can love them for who they are. But when you start getting to know that person, man, maybe they've been so good to you. Or maybe you understand the fullness of their love, the extent of how they feel for you. Man, your love becomes stronger. Hello, somebody. You just don't come into church and be like, I love God because I love you. And sometimes you're thinking like, man, why do I love him? Why is he so good? Why do we sing songs like this? Like there's a song called You Are Good. And I sing because you are. Like why? It's like the, the idea you're constantly singing. And that's kind of like the picture we wanted to paint for you guys. But, man, the Bible says that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. See, your growth, your passion for God's going to grow when you find out who God is by getting in your word. Man, it's going to grow. It's going to take you to places your desires. Like, man, you know what? Man, I love him even more. I mean, I can't tell you, well, like, being in Bible college encouraged me so much because at the same time, it was probably one of the hardest experiences in my life as far as, like, the ministry and coming together and, and pouring yourself out to people and sometimes people not receiving or accepting. And, and it's just got all these emotions back and forth. But every time I got into the Word of God, God encouraged me. I got to know more about this God. I didn't just say, man, God, I love you just because I love you. No, God, I love you because of who you are, what you do in my life for salvation and what it means to be justified in Christ. You see, when I got to know this God... When I began to think about him, take the time and, and read my word and pray, my love for God increased. Your love for God will grow and grow the more you know him. And you're going to have your entire life. I'm asking you right now, in this summertime, when summer's coming, is your love growing for God because of what you're doing, how you're getting your face in the word? Or is it just like uh, a lot of people come to church and they expect like the church to do something for them? Like you're supposed to make me more excited about God. Throw me a couple more barbecues. Give me a couple more prizes. Make the games a little bit more funner. Play songs that I like. Ain't work like that. You will grow in your, in your love for God as you get to know him. That's Paul's prayer for his people. That you may grow in the knowledge and the depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So when your summer living comes around, you won't slip up. That as you get to know this God, you're not going to go around and do things be like, is this right? Man, is this, does God want me to go and, and smoke weed right now? He wants me to have fun. Hmm. I don't see anything in the Bible about smoking weed. Hello, somebody. I don't see anything in the Bible that talks about I can't watch this or I can watch this. So maybe I can watch this and get away with this. And the Bible says that you grow in your, in, your, in your knowledge for Christ. You get to know what God wants for you. You can discern. 
many of the people I had this before in one-on-one and just in life, as I, as I pastor people, they ask me, is this a right to do? Can I do this? Can I do this? Not. And my thing is this, man, when you get to know God and you have a discernment and when you get closer to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit just begins to speak to you, you won't always have to live your life. Is this right? Is this wrong? Is this right? But you can be free for freedom's sake to live your life and believe you me, if you slip up, God will put a conviction in your heart to grow in your knowledge and who God is. I want to move on into, into chapter 2 here quickly. If you guys can move to chapter 2 for me. water so good and my voice is leaving me here it is this is a question that i'm gonna have for you guys how can i know god's will how can you know god's will for your life take some time to think about that like my man right here what was your name again remind me marco joseph <laughs> close close joseph how can you know god's will you don't have to answer but how can you know god's will for your life Amanda, how can you know God's will for your life? Ah, don't tell me. Not Armando, Amaro. Ah, remind me your name again. Marco? No, Amador. There it is. They say Marco, look at you. Everyone's Marco now. You're a Marco, you're a Marco. Amador, how can you know God's will for your life? And that's the question. How can, how can I know what God's will is for my life? Many of you guys probably don't think about your end life right now. You're probably living at home with your parents. Life is good. You get fed. You wake up in the morning. Breakfast is there. You get back home from school. You got dinner there. Life is good. You don't have to worry about no bills or anything else. You're just like, hey, I just got to be. <laughs> I just wake up and my parents take care of me. But listen, what is God's will for your life even in your teen years? Here it goes. Philippians 2, verses 12 through 13. Let's get there. And it says this. Therefore, my dear friends, as you, have, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Remember, he's locked up. Hashtag God is good. Here we go. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Here it is. Summer is coming along, and now you're debating. You're wondering if you should really go deeper into the things of God, or maybe you should take it easy. Maybe you should do more of other things, and maybe when you get back into school, become more passionate. Literally, I've had conversations with people saying, man, I think the summertime God wants me to have fun. God really wants me to do what I want to do, to, you know, because literally, this is their mindset. I'm talking with people, thinking to myself, like, no, they're joking. They're no, they're, they're serious. Oh, okay. They're, whoa, they're serious. And so God doesn't want you to have the whole entire assignment, not come to church and do what you want to do because he loves you. That's not it. What is God's will for you? Just look at it more, like, you know, more um, in, the, in the near future. What is God's will for, for the summer? What does he want me to do? What's, what's, what am I going to do? Here it is. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purposes. Knowing God's will. God's will starts with this, to work out your salvation. Knowing God's will for the future is to be diligent and faithful in the present. You see, are you faithful? Are you diligent 
Are you obedient? Ask yourself these questions. Not when it's convenient to you, but when your own time, are you obedient? Are you respectful? Do you obey the people who are over you? Or you just do what you want to do because you want to do it? Hello? Work out your salvation. Number two, God works in you to will and to act. And when you think about God's will for your life, then, you know, I talked a little bit before this about what people speak into your life. People may say you're good for nothing. Or maybe you may feel like that because the absence of somebody in your life, whether a parent, whether a close relative, somebody that you expected to receive love from, but it wasn't there. And somehow the communication, the message that comes across is like, you suck, you're going to be good at nothing, no one loves you. Literally that can happen, that can transfer over. And so this is what God is saying to you. God's will for your life isn't to go ahead and be those things, a good for nothing, no one's going to love you. God's will is for you to know him and to grow in him. And this is more specifically the plans for your life. God works in you to will and act. I wrote a little note here. It says, God would develop inner will and outer responses in keeping with his desires. God's will will come to be your will. This is how this is going to work out. When you say, God, have your way, and you say, God, in my heart, let it start in my heart, what begins to happen, the fruit of that, the result, your actions will begin to be the outer response of what God is doing in your heart. And those things will then become the will of God. Those things are the things that God desires of you. Amen. You don't have to wonder, does God want me to be a fireman or does God want me to be the president of the United States? Does God want me to live in Mexico? Does God want me to live in Puerto Rico? Hey, pick one, but live out your salvation and saying, God, work in me. Do something in my heart and in my life. God develops it. Amen. And it's according to his good purpose. He's a good dad. Despite our earthly fathers, despite our earthly parents. He's a good father. It does not change who he is. God does not have bad days. <laughs> that blessed me. God does not have a bad day. Hello, somebody. God does not wake up in an angry mood. He's like, ah, oh, who ate the Cheerios? He's not like that God. You know what I mean? That, that, that is not. I remember one time, you know, I have, a, I have an earthly father who loves the Lord, who loves me. And because he loves me, he disciplined me. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, his rules, his house, that kind of how it went. And, um, you know, the whole rule of, hey, no ball playing in the house. All right, now you're telling us the kids who, at the age of seven, you put a glove in their hand and a baseball, and you took them to the park, and you played all the time. You're telling them that. And I remember I was about, like, what, sophomore in high school. <laughs> Me and my brother are in our own room. This is our room, y'all. It's still his house. We're saying, hey, this is our room. His rules still apply. Hello. But anyway, <laughs> we're in our room, and we're playing baseball. So literally, my brother has, you know, the little souvenir bats, right? And I'm not talking about the big bats, but the souvenir bats you can get, like, about that big. You know, and so we're playing, and I have one of those McDonald's balls, you know, McDonald's playpen ball. You know what I mean? Those are awesome to play, like short range. I'll put a spin on it. The ball will go like this, curveball. I throw a fast, fast ball. So we're literally playing the big leagues in our room. Mind you, my room is about from like here, you know, from here to there, okay? All right, and so, and so we have enough space to go back and forth. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And so my brother's over there away from the windows because swinging a bat by the windows is dangerous. Uh, duh. And so I'm pitching to him, and I, man, I get into it. I'm over here like, all right, curveball coming. 
and I get into my whole thing, you know, the whole baseball thing, and I, and I throw it. And I remember this thing had the craziest break. If you know anything about baseball, a little quick lesson in baseball. A curveball, what it does, it curves. Okay, a fastball comes straight and it comes fast. A curveball looks like it's going to come straight, but then midway through its, its, its uh, trajectory, it, it curves. It can curve like this or it can curve straight down. I remember I threw this sucker like this. I'm over here. I put a spin on it, almost throwing on my shoulder, but it's coming in straight. And I'm looking at it like, man, it better, it better curve. Otherwise, he's going to hit it and make a home run. And, and so he's over here. He's eyeing it. And I'm looking like, oh, man, he's going to hit it. And now I begin to see that at the end of that thing just dev and it's going. And I'm like, yes. And I see my brother, like, pretend he's going to swing and he's full through swinging. All I remember seeing, I'm like, yes, he's going to miss. Oh, my gosh, there's a bat coming at me. My brother was so fooled by the pitch that he literally let go of that little souvenir bat. And that thing was flying straight at my head. And I had some of the quickest reflexes in all of the world at that time. And I just remember saying, no, it's going to hit me. I'm going to duck. So I ducked. And it doesn't hit me. But it hits our window. <laughs> and it breaks the glass. And I just remember, like, we're not going to tell that. You ain't telling that. I ain't telling that. But I was yelling at him. I mean, I'm telling you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's laughing. Like, oh, oh, oh. I almost died, y'all. And it broke the window. I'm over here like, this This fool. Like, I can't believe him. And he's over here laughing. And we don't tell dad. A year later. <laughs> a year later, I am a junior. Okay, I am more responsible. Hello. They come in, and it's summertime, and they're like, oh, we're going to color your room. We're going to put new curtains up. We're like, what are you going to do that for? All right, whatever. And they open up the blinds, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. So they see it, and they're like, what happened here? And I'm like, oh, that's been there. <laughs> that's nothing. You just found that out. That's been there. Where have you been? <laughs> and they were upset as if it just happened right then and there. And I'm thinking to myself, that was a while ago. Like, I'm not even upset anymore. I kind of forgave my brother. You should for type of thing. And, um, you know, I remember I kept like that the week after my dad was so upset at us for not telling him. And he had to buy a new window, this and that. And, and the whole point is to tell you that God doesn't have bad days. <laughs> even when we have bad days, he's not in heaven. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, they just really messed up. Like, they, they don't backslid. They don't just smoke the... A, a whole stack of doobies and they just drink a whole 40 like literally they're waking up next to the river like god is not in heaven like we're like oh my gosh oh my gosh what am i gonna do he doesn't have a bad day y'all he's our good father and, and here it is god works things out according to his good purpose god has a plan for you a good plan god wants us to know and to do his will. God's not somewhere in heaven hiding from us all and be like, man, I just got you got to find me. You got to chase me. He wants us to know his will and he wants us to do it. But here's the thing. Don't expect a detailed map. OK, a whole bunch of schedules to fall into your lap. With the title God's will. It ain't happening like that. It is not going to happen like that in your life. Like, God, you got to give me details upon details to schedule what time I'm supposed to meet my wife here. Come on now. Y'all like in high school and y'all saying to yourself, like, man, my girlfriend's like this, like this, like this. And y'all are so detailed in what you guys want, which is great. But how many of you guys know God doesn't do it like that? I mean, he didn't do it like that for me. He may have done it for some people. But like, man, I'm telling you, what God wants to do in your life, his will for you. Come on, you want to love him and serve him. Here it is. 
God wants you to be dependent upon him more than you are in your own abilities and strengths. When you're thinking about God's will in your life, he wants you at a place where you can be dependent. It's not God manipulating you. It's not God trying to get like, oh, I'm trying to trick you to do what I want to do. God has your best in mind. My father, he loves me. I mean, he, does, he would do anything for me. If it was in his ability, if it was in his power, I mean, that's how much my father loves me. And, and the same thing with my earthly father, how much more so with my heavenly father? I mean, there's not some side of thing where like he's like, I just want them to do what I'm going to do, but I'm really not their father. Shh. You know what I mean? God's not like that. He genuinely loves you, but he wants you to depend on him. Because he knows how easy it is for you to trust in your own abilities to make money. He knows how easy it is to trust in your ability to smooth talk, to get what you want. The Bible says this, Proverbs 3, 6, In all your ways depend on him, and he will make your paths straight. In all your ways lean on him, Proverbs 3, 6. God wants you to depend on him. You know, I mean, so much of us, we try to do things in our own strength and and closing. We're going to wrap up with this. We can probably get some like slow music playing in the back, some slow Christian jams. You know what I mean? (laughs) The worship kind of have Lawrence go ahead and do that for me or Christina, whichever. I love that. Every time I'm preaching, it just makes the makes the mood just turn into like. You know, like whenever, back in high school, you know, um, someone ever got into your car, you had a crush on them, you're driving them home, whatever. You kind of have like the CD, just in case so happens, you're taking your crush back home. You don't want them to walk, so you're just like, hey, pop in this CD right quick. And it's setting the mood. I mean, it's done some slow jams. I can't do the, the beatbox, but I'm talking about like I had it planned out, you know, and uh that's what I'm kind of doing right now with y'all. I'm having a slow Christian. Some of you are like, man, I want to cry right now. I don't even know why. It's the music. Just kidding. <laughs> but here it is. I want to close out with this, though, going back into, like, relationships. And I think that's a big thing. You know, the summertime comes around. You have a lot more time. And sometimes you're spending a lot more time with somebody you may be interested in. I remember my summers. My summers was baseball. And if there was somebody I liked, I was texting them back and forth. I mean, I was a texting monster. I mean, you think you can text? I didn't even have phones that have, like, the thing that knows your words. We didn't have that type of technology. I mean, you're pressing buttons to get to, like, the third. Like, I want to press the B, so I'm pressing number one. You know, I'm two times. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing that I had. And I was a texting monster. I'm just writing paragraphs, move talking. Oh, my gosh. But I remember my summers. Baseball and trying to get with a girl. Baseball and talking to this girl to be like, you know, my guys like, hey, and I want to talk to you guys because, um, you know, relationships, that's always great. You guys are young. You know what I mean? The hormones are out the roof. Are the hormones? What's that? Get out of here. You know what I mean? Hello? Some of the things you be watching. Hello? The things you be thinking about when you see a young lady walk. Or ladies, some of the things when you guys see what a guy with a shirt off and he's playing soccer. And I can see the muscle, all the muscle, and you know what I mean. And, and so I wanna, I wanna speak. The battery's not, so that's what it is.
It's not going to be one of those little, you know, puddle rockets. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it ain't happening. I mean, God wants your relationships. I'm talking about just one of the whole symphony of all the fireworks come up and find a place and we're going to confess it's our weaknesses. Actually, this is what I want to do. I want us to, if I can have Adam do me a favor, move this and put it to the side for me. We're going to clear this altar and I want you guys just to come up to the altar. I'm going to have my leaders, uh, my adult leaders. So if you are a 201 adult leader, you know who you are. I want you to come up to pray for them when they come on up. But here's the thing, guys. If you are up here saying, man, I Jesus like that. I want God to do something in my heart. I want you to come on up front when I dismiss you. And the leader's going to come behind you and just going to lay hands on you. This is what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to confess your weaknesses. Okay? Uh, you got to confess your weaknesses in the areas that you know is going to be hard in the summertime. Maybe you're the type of person that likes to do sports. Maybe you are the person that, man, you're going to get that summer girl. You know what I mean? You got girls for everything. Summer girl, winter girl. August spring girl, you know what I mean? Lady summer guy. I don't know. But God just wants us to come up and be real with God because there's no like fooling God, like praying some kind of cheap prayer. Be like, God, just help me because um, I just love you so much. And that's my struggle. No, you're not going to pray something like that. 
God, help me because I'm so easily tempted. I'm so easily distracted. God, help me because I know it's going to be hard for me to love you in the summertime because I'm just going to forget about it. But God, help me right now. Remind me how good it gets. Remind me of my identity. So I want you guys to come up here and pray whatever it is. Okay? You don't have to pretend pray. You know, I want to encourage you. That there's no, like, man, if you pray some of the craziest things up here, if you're real as can be, God's not going to be like, oh, I'm not ready for that. He's going to be like, I was waiting for you to be real. Some of you guys got to be real up at this altar and not be fake. When you're real, God, can, God knows the real you. Come on, what you're getting in this time of prayer is what God is going to be doing into your life. Amen. So all eyes closed and heads bowed in this place. God, I just pray for every student. As my leaders get ready to, to pray for students, God, I pray that every person in this place, God, that is struggling in their walk, and God, uh, struggling to know your will for them. Even in this summer, God, we, we pray, God, for every heart and troubled mind, God, that you break off everything that hinders uh, that growth in their spirit, that growth in their mind and their knowledge. And Father, I, you know, I rebuke the laziness. God, I rebuke just the, the sluggishness, Father, of just putting you off. Father, I pray for passion to come in this place. I pray for passion to come in the hearts of youth. God, I pray for a desire for your things, a desire for righteousness, a desire for your son Jesus Christ to arise in their hearts, oh Lord. Father, I pray the Lord as you meet them here at this altar, God, you wash them clean of their sins, Father. That God, you would do a work in their heart. That this not this great uh, struggle, this great battle, this great arm wrestle, whether you like them or not, Father, you said it was finished. And God, we come before you and we bless you in this time. Have your way up at these altars in Jesus' name. Come on, if you're saying to yourself, man, that's me. I want to be honest in those areas. Come on up. Meet me here at this altar. We're going to have some of the leaders pray for you. Come on up. You got to be real with yourself. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. Come on.